2020 has been a hell of a year. And now we say goodbye to Eddie Van Halen. After losing Neil Peart, Peart uh, and the countless joys that 2020 has brought, Eddie Van Halen um, totally came as a shock. Um, not as much of a shock as, as losing Bowie. I mean, 2016 was another shit year as well. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I could comment on 2016 and 2020 and their relevance, but I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. But, um, yeah, remember when Bowie died and it was like, what? He what? Because a new album came out and it was like, oh, yeah, great album. Holy shit, he can still pull it off. And he, then it's like, he's what? And uh, now Eddie Van Halen, an, an icon, a, a, a true legend on par with Bowie for sure as far as cultural impact he changed everything and um, I'm going to be straight up right now lay my cards on the table and say I am not into Van Halen I have never been into Van Halen it's not like I, I hate them like oh Van Halen sucks they just never did it for me and I think the only Van Halen album that I ever owned Maybe was 5150, and I don't even know if that was maybe my girlfriend at the time CD that I listened to. Um, I knew the songs. I mean, they're the soundtrack of my childhood. My entire childhood is Van Halen. I kind of uh, became musically aware in 1977 with uh, Queen, News of the World. And um, then Van Halen popped up, and they were everywhere, and Eddie's playing changed everything 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 he is i would say i would say without eddie van halen we would not have had the metal scene and hair metal of the 80s not because of the look as much as the shredding and the super fast playing and the arpeggios and the tap-ons and the hammer-ons and i mean even here here's the thing even though i did not um, worship Van Halen. I respected the fuck out of Eddie Van Halen because how could you not? And I still did hammer-ons when I played guitar in the 80s. I still did hammer-ons and I still learned the one-finger hammer, you know, the, the one-finger hammer-on, the two-finger hammer-ons, three-finger if you could work it out. You know, crazy-ass shit. And um, every other guitarist in my high school I mean, I was I, I kind of imprinted, as you, I'm sure is no surprise to you, on uh, 70s classic rock. Stones, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Yes, that kind of stuff. Um, that was my jam. Um, I was just, just a hair too old to be sucked into Metallica, Van Halen, Megadeth, Dio that stuff that those were mostly the the kids a year um uh beneath me and i remember when we would all jam together in the music room at school these guys just shredding and having the the pv amps and the effects pedals and the the um oh my god i can't think of the name of the guitar but i can see it not a bc rich not a Kramer, maybe a kramer I don't know, but going from the, you know, from the, the, the transition from, 
I have a Strat, a Telecaster, or a Les Paul, or a Strat, a Telecaster, and a Les Paul copy. Two, I have crazy lightning bolt, neon colored, hand holds, Paul Reed Smith, super scooped neck board guitars with the whammy bar, the Floyd Kramer tremolo. Was it Floyd Kramer? No. Oh my God, I can't even remember. But, um, shit, Van Halen changed everything. I mean, I, I liked them when they were on the radio. It was fine and really good. Um, I, I always lamented. I did have, I think it was a 10-inch EP that he did with Brian May. And it was some anime, some Japanese soundtrack, a star something. I can't even remember it. I had it, and that was really cool. And of course, Eddie on the the uh, Michael Jackson on on Beat It, and just he changed everything. I mean, I, on one hand, I'm lost for words for the cultural impact, and on the other hand, I'm trying to impart to you without being disrespectful, without saying like he didn't. He was important. I grew I grew up with him, but he was not. He's not in my heart like Jimmy Page is. Van Halen is not in my heart like Zeppelin is. So I don't mourn as much as, as as a lot of you guys do, but I do recognize and I do share the 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 the, the breathless kind of punched in the gut sense of loss of like well shit. I hope I I, I wish that he had spread his wings more. Musically, I wish that he had maybe done some side projects with other folks. You know, I wish that Van Halen weren't a band that didn't really allow uh, Mike Anthony to play anything other than just the the tonic of, of any chord that was being played. So there wasn't a lot complicating the music other than Eddie himself. Alex was a cool drummer um, for what they did, for sure. And and the the harmony vocals were cool and and David Lee Roth was such a front man that he became a parody of a front man and still pulled it off. He was he was the eighties. He was cocaine, spandex, sexual ambiguity, and just well, I think cocaine. Let's just say that <laughs> he's walking cocaine, and they were cool. They were cool as shit. Panama, cool as shit. Hot for teacher. I still... <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Waldo. And the squeak as she's she's straightening his hair. I hope you make some friends this year. Oh, my God. They were such a cool band. They were so fucking important. And when they came out of the gate in the later 70s, I mean, I know Gene Simmons produced their demo and they they had been around for years. In fact, doing a lot of Zeppelin covers. But when they got their album release and they started playing in 77, 78, like um, they came out of the gate and destroyed everybody in the same way Zeppelin did. They came out of the gate and smoked whoever they were opening for. And in fact, what I'm playing for you tonight, and uh, 
this is this is thanks to my my friend Daryl on Twitter, who suggested this show. This is them at the Hammersmith Odeon on June first, nineteen seventy eight, opening for I believe it was Black Sabbath. Now this is Sabbath, kind of at their nadir, 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 bottom of their career, um, before Ozzy left, before Ronnie James Dio came and breathed new life into the band. This is like the last Ozzy tour, I think. Um, for Never Say Die, the Never Say Die album. Again, Sabbath was another band I never really uh, that never really sunk their hooks into me. Although, great, great band. Um, so they opened for Sabbath and just fucking annihilated them off the stage. Because Sabbath comes shambling on. They've been a band for ten years already. Much in the way that Zeppelin had. Um... You know, had had they opened for Zeppelin, they would have done the same thing. They would have blown Zeppelin off the stage at that point because Zeppelin would have had to bring it so much more. And granted, the Listen to This Eddie, which is Listen to This Eddie Van Halen, allegedly, shows uh, are incredible. But as you're going to hear, this is just the hungry young band coming out of the gate going, we are Van Halen. We are changing everything. Look at how fucking awesome we are. And Eddie gets to play the cute, grinning, goofy, fun, bouncy, bounce, bounce, bounce guitar player while David Lee Roth does all the heavy lifting and just uses his titanic ego (coughs) to just evangelize. Now, Roth quickly uh, put more work into showmanship than he did with singing. But as was pointed out by Daryl when he suggested this, and thank you, shout out to Daryl Alber, um, that David's still singing at this time instead of just kind of uh, breathlessly panting as he runs around the stage and does karate, karate kicks. And that's fine. I mean, you can, you can look online and see that. I mean, that's, that's not news to anybody. But um, I am just rambling because I don't know what to say. What do you say when an icon is gone? When a, I mean, a, a, a literal, the, the literal meaning of a legend, of an icon. He changed everything, every bit as much as Jimi Hendrix did. Every bit as much as Jimi Hendrix did. Hendrix expanded the boundaries more. Hendrix explored more areas. But Eddie Van Halen came out of the gate and said, here is a way to play guitar that you have never heard before and just fucking changed the entire game you know that because of Eddie Van Halen people stopped trying to copy Jimmy Page <laughs> as much and they went to Eddie Van Halen or they went to Randy Rhodes or in school they went to Viv Campbell or they went to Dave Mustaine, or the dude from Metallica that I can't think of at the moment, but I can see his face. You know, the Shredders, Steve Vai, the guys who could just play flurries of notes while jumping around, while spinning their guitar on their strap, Yngwie Malmsteen, that kind of shit. Um, Showboating. Eddie Van Halen showboated. But... He could because he was that good. And, I mean, it's not shtick if you're the guy... You know, you know the Groucho mask. If you wear a Groucho mask with the nose and the glasses and the mustache and you waggle the big cigar, 
Okay? That's hacky. That's showboating. But it's not if you're Groucho Marx and that that's your nose, your glasses, your mustache, and your cigar. And Eddie Van Halen was the Groucho of that scene. He created an entire genre of music and left his stamp on an entire generation of people. And everybody that I went to high school with, everybody that I grew up with, is just devastated by the loss of Eddie. More than the loss of Bowie, because we grew up with Bowie. David Bowie existed the year I was born, kind of. I mean, he existed, but... I grew up with David Bowie pre-existing in the way, like the Rolling Stones. I grew up with the Stones pre-existing. I never knew a world without the Rolling Stones. I knew a world without Van Halen. I knew a before and an after. And, um... Alright. Well, let's... Stop listening to me. I'm doing a terrible job at this, and I apologize. I apologize, guys. Um... It's like it's like having to give a eulogy to a cousin that you didn't really know that well because you never really clicked with them, but everybody else in the family loves them. So I'm like, okay, yeah, here's here's Van Halen. Um, here's Van Halen. Here it is, June 1st, 1978, opening for Sabbath. This is a great sounding bootleg, and man, the band is fucking hot. They're just the opening band, mind you. So we're going to play the songs. You know, you've heard the song and dance before. I, I don't know many Van Halen songs because, like I said, I didn't own many Van Halen albums, um, if any, actually. Um, so I'm going to go with the songs I know off the radio. So forgive me. This show will be available. Actually, it, it, yeah, it will be available at heartofmarkness.com. You can download the entire show for free. Here's the set list. They open with I'm Fi- On Fire, then I'm the One, Mike Anthony's bass solo, Running With The Devil, Atomic Punk into Alex's drum solo, Little Dreamer, Feel Your Love Tonight, another drum solo, Ain't Talking About Love, Eddie's solo, You Really Got Me, DOA, Bottoms Up, and I guess Bottoms Up cuts off, the tape probably ran out. So there you go, friends, Van Halen. So let's start with Running With The Devil, and just the sound, Alex's thumpity thump hard drumming. And Mike Anthony's high, high harmony singing. And Eddie's as well. They sound great. All these guys are still young, young, young. They are not gods yet, but they're working on it and they're earning their keep. Much like Zeppelin did in 69 when they came out of the gate running. And for that, I have mad respect for them. Okay, friends, June 1st, 1978. Running with the devil.
Introducing themselves for the first time. We are Van Halen. That's so cool. And they're so good live. I mean, Jesus Christ. What a what a band. And it's interesting to say what a band because Mike Anthony is not exceptional and they actually they hobbled him. Alex and Eddie, you know, have a weird ass dynamic apparently. And um Mike wasn't really allowed to play anything other than just don 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 of whatever chord the, the the tonic of whatever chord so if they're playing c mike gets to play c and just quarter note it which worked for the van halen sound but it, well you know it's not really that fulfilling as a musician but uh damn you don't want to follow that you don't want to follow that that's headlining talent that's a headlining song and a headlining band even then and david lee roth knew it and thank god they had him to punch through and uh reach the audience because you know a rock and roll audience wants that bacchanalian dionysian spirit they want that if it's not going to be good evening we're here to lead you down like a robert plant we're here to lead you down the meanderings of the time streams from San Francisco in the 60s through Berkeley through, you know, the Robert Plant talk to just come out and be like, hey, you guys want to party? You guys want to get a little crazy? It's like, hell yeah. It's like, all right. That is, I mean, it's kind of a, 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 a WWE energy. Are you ready to rumble? It, it's an easy, it's an easier energy to raise because it's, it's a more primal energy harder energy to rein in and control and that is something um over which david lee roth was a master having the audience eating out of the palm of his hand all right since i know shit about van halen i am not going to waste more of your time i'm going to hop to the next song ain't talking about love which was the first song i ever played with a band And by a band, I mean another guitarist and a drummer in my garage in 1985. Oh, my God. We played that riff over and over again. And this was Sean McDonald, who was, although he was in my grade, he was uh, one of those guys that was into metal. So he had that sound. 
but he he taught me a bunch of stuff. In fact, he taught me the smoke on the water riff. I was I was fairly new to guitar in '85. Um, in fact, that day in the garage was one of the I, I still remember it. Um, Jesus, that was fun. Yeah, just playing that riff ain't talking about love over and over again, like like the Zappa song Joe's Garage. We didn't have no dope or LSD, but a couple of quarts of beer would make it so the intonation would not offend your ears. And the same old chords going over and over became a symphony. Ah, but it's not about me. It's about Eddie Van Halen. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> I think I'm a low-key narcissist. Low-key, every week you talk to people on the internet like you're the most important person on earth. All right, maybe not low-key. Maybe medium key. All right. Ain't talking about love. Van Halen, June 1st, 1978. Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. You you influenced an entire planet. Billions of human beings know your name. More famous than Tutankhamen, Julius Caesar, and uh, Genghis Khan. So, yeehaw. Here we go. Ain't talking about love.
special prize for everybody tonight. We brought it, brought him all the way from Amsterdam, Holland, just to be with you, Miss Ladies and Gentlemen, Mr. Edward Van Halen. They do not sound like an opening act. They won that crowd over, and the crowd is into it. They are fans. They are fans. Everybody that left the Hammersmith Odeon that night was a fan of Van Halen. Even though they went to see Black Sabbath, maybe they went to see Van Halen too. Maybe I don't know if their album was out yet, if they knew him, but it's their first time in England, and holy shit. Can you imagine going out afterwards, especially Sabbath in the late 70s? Everybody's coked out. Everybody's drunk, everybody's drugged out, strung out, and done with each other. Having to follow that would have been intimidating, even though Sabbath was a top-shelf band. This is young and powerful and, man, ballsy and aggressive. That weird California smiling aggression. Like, what's the problem, bro? What's the problem, bro? You want to go? That kind of like, what? What's happening? Really, really good. All right. Since I've already demonstrated for the last half hour how much of an idiot and a dilettante I am with regards to Van Halen, I'm not going to waste more time because other people with deeper connections, more knowledge, more wisdom, more insight, and more access to better shows are going to blow me out of the water as they should. But since this is, oh, that's a motorcycle. Okay. Um, I lost my train of thought. La la la. But I, I had to, I felt compelled to do something because it is such an iconic loss that I felt, I felt compelled to, to, to at least note it and, and provide something because there's a lot of folks out there. Everybody I went to high school with is like, well, dude, what the fuck? And um, one of the guys I went to high school with, which is one of those kids a year younger than me that actually did something, he, he got the balls and he, he, he taught himself incredible guitar. All those little harmonics and all those little sharp little everything that Eddie could do, this kid could do. He taught himself how to do it religiously, methodically. In fact, he even taught me some exercises to uh, stretch my hands and work on my coordination as well. And then he, having balls, went to England to become a musician. And he actually kind of made it in a, in a, in a, in a uh, C-list uh, level hairband and uh, opened for Dio and that stuff. You know, met, hung out with Eddie Van Halen, hung out with Dio, um, became really good friends with Randy Rhodes' mom because he loved and worshipped Randy Rhodes the way I love and worship Jimmy Page. And um, he is 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 really stricken. He wrote a really nice heartfelt post on Facebook. Um, I'm not going to say his name in case uh, he doesn't want me to, but uh, it, it, it's huge. Everybody's commented. Everybody's affected because we all grew up with Van Halen. 
we all grew up with Van Halen. I remember, in fact, while I was listening to him talking about love, I remembered being on the school bus. Must have been maybe my junior year. No, sophomore year, I guess. Sophomore, it must have been because I was on the bus. I didn't drive myself. And um, being with a friend of mine who had the 1984 album, which I believe, if I remember correctly, didn't come out in 1984, came out in early 85. And uh, looking at it with the angels smoking cigarettes on the cover and uh, in the way you used to do with records, you'd look at the cover, you'd look at the at the um, sleeve if there was shit on the sleeve. You'd open it up if it was a gatefold, you read the back, you read the notes, you read the liner notes. And uh, after Zeppelin 3, I, I always would read the runoff to see if things have been carved in. And a whole bunch of albums have shit carved in the runoff, not just Zeppelin 3. Um... And that popped up, and then just remembering Panama, and like I said, the the um, Hot for Teacher video, and just Van Halen coming on the radio. I didn't own albums. I didn't really. I wasn't a big Van Halen fan, but somebody wrote and maybe tweeted that you know, if you if if you grew up in the '80s, no matter how you felt about them, you had the Van Halen logo on your notebook. And I definitely had the Van Halen logo on my notebook. I remember that. I had the Van Halen logo. I had the Deep Purple logo, the one from Perfect Strangers. And, of course, Led Zeppelin. And, um, you know, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Van Halen, I was still in the world that they created. And they were. Uh, the more I reflect upon it, the more... Uh, impactful the death of Eddie is wow that's crazy all right well I am going to leave you because uh with with his guitar solo the one that David Lee Roth introduced uh six minutes ago when I was going to try and keep this brief but here we go Eddie's guitar solo it's not even eruption at this point I don't think um see this is my ignorance speaking there will be other people with better podcasts, with more knowledge, who are going to do a more fitting tribute. This is what I could do. This is what this is what I have in the tank, and uh, I offer it to you um, with humble condolences for the loss of. Gosh, maybe the last guitar god. Maybe. You know, or maybe the last of the ones you'd had posters up on the wall. I don't know. Now I'm wool gathering. All right, Eddie's guitar solo, June 1st, 1978, opening for Black Sabbath, who must have been just thrilled to death to follow this. All right, here you go, friends.
Okay, it was Eruption, because Eruption came out on the first album, which is what they're touring on. Um, Edward Van Halen. Let's leave it at that, right, friends? And that was Eruption, because I was an idiot. Um, on, the, on the CD, it's just listed as Edward Eddie Solo instead of Eruption. So I'm like, oh, maybe Eruption didn't come out then, because I couldn't remember when it came out. But it was that on the first album. Um, yeah, Edward Van Halen. It's weird. I'm, I'm sitting here, and... and as I listen to that, first of all, the, the noises and tones he could get out of that guitar, the harmonics, the hammer-ons, the control, the crazy-ass sounds that he got that Jimmy kind of hinted at with his noise solo. I mean, he took it. it it's the next evolutionary step in guitar. And uh, there were myriad imitators because he be it became a style. Everybody learned to play fast. Everybody did hammer-ons. Everybody did those cool dips with the whammy bar. Everybody had the effects and the sustain and the grind and the overdrive. But there was only one Eddie Van Halen. And may he rest in peace, because holy shit. He earned his place on Olympus. So thank you for listening. Like I said, other better people than I will put out other better podcasts and memorials but he was part of everyone's life and may he rest in peace may his family find peace and uh all of you thank you see you tomorrow <laughs>